the governors uh, got together and said, look, let, let's play for a hog. Let's play for a pig. Ben and Eric gather at their laptops. One's a gopher, one's a Hawkeye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the pod of Rosedale, bronze pig full of hot takes. We're back, baby. I'm Ben. And I'm Eric. We're back. Roll the boat. 2022. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, I, you can hear that optimism in Eric's voice. He's very excited. Um, I, I've got some trepidation. We'll get to that. But uh, regardless, last Saturday we had some college football. Nebraska, Nebraska all over the place. Got that loss in Ireland. That couldn't have started onside better. Kick. Couldn't have started. Oh, it was beautiful. Better. It was a beautiful Saturday. Nebraska lost. A dumb onside kick hurt their chances. Their lines are terrible. Put me in a great mood. I've been floating on cloud nine since Saturday. We get a full slate of games this upcoming Saturday. We're going to talk about it. But first, you've heard from the professionals. Now you're going to hear from Eric and me. Uh, should we start with your gophers, Eric? You're pretty optimistic. So, uh, you know, Sky Yuma. Yeah, let's, think about so the let's start with the gophers. The Encore Four, which is what PJ Fleck is apparently calling his four returning starters that have been with oh him since gosh, 20 the, since 2017 these guys God, these four guys the branding the sky he's, and he's branding. Gonna have oh my a God. term or a name for all of these players I, of course he is but it's so I, I, i've started to accept it i think that that is my mantra for the 2022 season oh no. if you listened last year he's getting you i oh took no. i took some shit because people said i wasn't really a gopher fan or i you know wasn't much of a fan i needed to be more of a fan and i think that's oh, bullshit but this year, I'm trying to accept it because I, he's going to be here. Fleck is going to be the Minnesota head football coach for a very long time, I think. As um, long as he wants to be, basically. Yeah, he, and, he might and, leave for a better job if he wants. But and he's every year it seems like the team's getting better. This is the best, you know, place that this program has been in my lifetime. I mean, I can't remember. I think Jerry Kill, coincidentally enough, who they play this week, was kind of edging towards where the program is now. But, you know, even with these four guys that have been here, like I said, since 2017. Like Jerry the, Kill was edging? Yeah, he, he's an edge. He's, he's an edge lord. Uh, okay. But uh, you, the transfer portal stuff, so he's you can tell Fleck is bringing in new guys each year. Uh, the recruiting, he's not like blowing away the recruiting rankings, but in a decent place, and he's coaching guys up. Uh, you know, I think the, I, I think disagree with you. I do think Fleck blows. Okay. Another Sorry, innuendo. No, you're just big on the innuendos here today. Well, uh, I just meant that he's not very good. Is what I meant by that. I don't know what your takeaway was that, but well, we'll see because this this will be a big year. Because uh, you know we'll get to your Hawkeyes, but um, yes, I, I am very excited for this season. I think it all hinges on Tanner Morgan, though, whether he. Plays okay. like he did in 2019, or he plays that's like that's not happening. We we had this conversation last year. He's not playing like that's gone. That was uh, how is that possible? Because he had the... an incredible talent all around him. He has that he now. Had... He does not have two NFL wide receivers. Uh, he's got Ahmed Bell is an NFL wide receiver, and Brown really? Stevens maybe eventually. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. He's got a, he's got an all-American running back. 
Okay. Offensive line and an All-American center. Yes, the offensive line. He had these guys last year. He had these guys last he year. He had an even better line last Both year. Both of those guys were hurt. Ottman Bell and Ibrahim were hurt last year. But even the Gophers, well, Kai Thomas and the third and fourth string running back were great. The problem, Gophers never had a problem with having an excellent running back. Trey Potts was great. But seriously, you went down the list. The Gophers, the Gophers had such talent that the third and fourth string running back left because... They didn't think they'd get a chance to play behind two other guys. I think the coordinator's going to make a big difference, too. So he's got the guy back that he had in 2019. He was in Penn State. He was fired after one year at Penn State, so let's not, And then you know, one year at West Virginia. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I think a soft schedule, too. That's the other piece. You know, you look at the Gophers' schedule. They have one of the softest schedules in the entire, you know, college football ranks. Um, I think I think there's a real possibility that this team wins the Big Ten West. So all those guys you said are awesome were on the team last year. Yeah, they've um, been on the team since off. 2017. And these are this is Tanner Morgan's numbers last year: 149 completions on 250 passes, nine touchdowns, ten interceptions for 2,044 yards, 59% completion. Basically, he's like Spencer Petrus, but with a actually good running game so and less I, passes I, I looked up some advanced stats i know how much you love advanced stats ben i do you're, love it so what have we got since that his season was good last year advanced stats that i found was called expected points added epa i had never heard of this stat before but apparently it's a uh, stat. Neil, neil would love this yes. I, I don't i don't know that neil, neil or tanner morgan was plus 30.9 points added which is 58th um out out of, of all quarterbacks? Of all quarterbacks, 58th. Spencer okay. Peters was negative 32.6 points taken away. He's 122nd out of 130 quarterbacks. Do you know who's right okay. in front Right in front of Spencer Peters? guy by the name of Graham Mertz, who was minus 29.8 points taken away, 121 out of 130 quarterbacks. So, and that's just, that's like, it's like wins against replacement, I think, like the baseball stat. Is basically I have enough of an idea that like he this is the value he added as a quarterback. Right, and um, Petrus is negative thirty two points. Morgan's thir- plus thirty. Okay, that's fine. But uh, how worse do you think the Gophers would be with Spencer Petrus, and how much better do you think Iowa would be with Tanner Morgan? We'll see. We'll see the season. If it's twenty nineteen Tanner Morgan, they'd be a lot better. Well, but again, Tanner Morgan had way better talent surrounding him that year. Um, and if Tanner Morgan was so good, I wonder why the Gophers passed it so few. I mean, nobody passed it less in 2021. It's a mystery. I mean, because it's not – I mean, they had a good season, but it's not like they were blowing teams out. They they lost to Illinois because they could not throw the ball. They lost to Iowa because they could not throw the ball. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't he know. Got to, he got to see a lot of nice, soft coverages because everybody was so worried about but the Gophers. But you're running. also Something discounting a defense that was top 10 nationally last year. I mean, they had some losses, too. The defense was really good, although they lost a boatload on the defensive line this year. I don't think there's any way. Second in the Big Ten, but their secondary is is still there. You know, they did lose some some on the line, on the defensive line, but their secondary is still there. they lost almost everybody on the defensive line. Um, Big Ten's got a lot of strong offensive lines, a lot of tough running teams. Boy, you know, I, the idea that you're going to just recreate the production from last year on both sides of the line for the Gophers. Gophers lost 80% of their offensive line. They had the biggest offensive line in college football last year. They lost 80% of those dudes. They have the center, which is great. Iowa had an incredible center last year. 
Iowa's offensive line still stung up the joint in 2021. Um, one guy just can't make a difference on an offensive line. Um, I don't know. Pretty optimistic to just think, hey, we're going to be able to control the line of scrimmage just as well as we did last year. I'm mean, free to think that, but I think there should be a fair amount of skepticism. I mean, the, the big thing working with the Gophers is their schedule is soft, and it's really 93rd soft. 93rd ranked end. schedule. Yeah, it's really, and it's really soft on the front end. All their hardest games are on the back end of the schedule. They have two absolute, super easy, should be dominating victories against New Mexico State. Is it Western Illinois? Is that the week two opponent for the Gophers? Yeah, Western Illinois. Yep. Those should be decisive victories. The talent mismatch should be incredible. And Colorado is the toughest of those three. That should still be a pretty decisive yeah, two-score Yeah, a team probably. they shut out last year, and now they're playing them at home. So they have a chance to gel. That helps, but still, I don't know. Do you have a lot of depth if you lost that many quality starters? Um, does one or two injuries just really render uh, both sides of the line in a really bad spot? I mean, no, I mentioned Nebraska earlier, and they, they have tons of great skill players. Um, they got really explosive wide receivers and quality running backs, but their offensive line isn't great. And the defense line gave up 200 rushing yards to Northwestern, 500 yards total. Uh, yeah, the, know, they, which the Gophers will not do. I mean, they're not, they will not let up that kind of yard. Of course, every, well, like Nebraska's terrible. Uh, sure. Nebraska's just there. They're going to have a but, bad defense. And, and that also, coached. that also goes into the Gophers' favor because. You know that that you looked at the the Nebraska game as maybe one of those kind of tricky games, and now you look at Nebraska as you know maybe an easy win, which which the Gophers have dominated Nebraska in the last few years, anyways. But now now their schedule looks even better when you look at Nebraska that can't beat Northwestern, and Nor- I don't think Northwestern looked great either. So that's another another game that should go well for the Gophers. So. I don't know. If, okay. if, are we doing predictions now, or are we waiting until the end of the... No, no, I wanted. I just wanted to get a temperature check, and so it sounds like it's a hot, hot check. I, I, I'm hot feeling really good. Days. Yeah, I'm feeling really good about this okay. team. The, the Encore 4, I love it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, it's been nice knowing you, Eric. Um, all of have it, fun when you come back from the cold. All of it and hinges on beating Iowa. I mean, that's, uh, you know... that. Gophers had a great team, and they lost to Bowling Green. I just want to say, they were like 32 points favorites, and they lost to Bowling Green last year. I just want to point yeah, that out. Yeah, you also. can't have those kind of losses. And like I said, you're raving about this offensive coordinator. He was fired at Penn State for having a... I wasn't shitty... raving about him. You were Well, I'm just saying that that's, that's the temperature coming out. The other thing, you know, look at Purdue. Like, that. that's another team that... I think a lot of people are picking to jump up there in the Big Ten West. Like, if that's a game they lose, maybe they lose to Iowa. Maybe they don't beat Wisconsin this year. Like, it, this this season could fall apart. They still have to play Penn or uh, Michigan State and Penn State. Like, those could be two losses See, predict, right there. Here's the thing: I predict a lot of close games for the Gophers. Is what I think is going to happen. I just don't think they're going to blow too many. But they teams have a out. lot of those games at home too. A lot of those Iowa's at home. A lot of those tough games are here. When in, was the last the, time the Gophers beat Iowa in the Twin Cities? Eric, it's was been that? a while. It's been a long time. I, I don't know. Oh, so you it have the matter. date. You have the date. No, I don't know. I, I know it's been eighth straight or seventh straight. I don't know how yeah. many it's been. Um, that's fine. I just okay. You know, I mean, Minneapolis. We call it Kinnick North. You know, our home away from home. Um, okay, no, was, uh, that's all I wanted was a temperature check. That, that was it. You, you gave me what I wanted. Uh, you, you were. You're coming in hot. You you've got an IV of the Kool Aid. You're uh you're ready to go. You're raring to go, and you're gonna get you're gonna get to ride high because I think it's gonna be two absolute laugher games where it's gonna be like by the third quarter I'm turning this off because 
It's like well, if we're talking, who cares? if we're talking the New Mexico State game, I think it's kind of fun, right? That's they play on on Thursday of this week, so this is week one. They play play this Thursday, New Mexico State. Jerry Kill coming back. It was you know he was he left the team because he had epilepsy and was having seizures, and then his but replacement coach. His replacement coach was then sort of promised that he'd have the job and then was fired and Fleck came in. And so there, there's a, apparently a ton of bad blood between him and the Gopher program. At one point, I guess Jerry Kill said he would never set foot in the stadium again. And he is now because they're playing here. Uh, he right, also said he doesn't know if he'd sh- he'll shake PJ's hand. And what? so so there's all this like and then PJ's like, I, I that's a tradition. Every You shake every coach's hand. He said... I've had to track some people down, but I, you know, I've I've always shaken the hand. So, a lot of bad blood. They're a bad but, team. They lost to Nevada. That's the thing. There's going to be a lot of drama, but no drama on the football Gophers field. Gophers are like 40 point, almost forty point favorites. So, like, yeah, yeah. New Mexico State lost to a bad Nevada team. That Nevada team may not make a bowl game, and they're replacing a ton of talent. Iowa plays that Nevada team, in, I guess you know two and a half weeks. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think New Mexico State might maybe wins two or three games. I mean, they're bad. They're but bad if, if you're looking for a reason to watch Thursday night, I think the the kill flex stuff might be kind of fun. I'll I'll watch until the game gets out of hand, and then I'm going to say, you know what? I, it's cool, great. I'm glad the Gophers dominated, but I'm moving on. So I'm not interested anymore to see whether or not they cover a 40 point spread. Ooh, backdoor touchdown. It's only a 35 point loss. Ooh, you know that's going to be not very exciting. But we'll see. Not so. And and to see this, is Tanner Morgan back? Is Tanner back? Can can he? Because not only did he is were his stats bad, there were times where he looked genuinely confused on what to do out there. And as a guy who's been starting or on the team since 2017, I mean, you think he would have a better sense of what to do. So, uh, you, you those would. are two things. And to watch he for. threw more interceptions than touchdowns last year. I mean, let's be nine touchdowns, ten interceptions. I mean, let's be clear about that. You know, he might have provided more value. Um, then and he he's a, I think he can run. I don't know how much he ran, but he's probably a better runner than Spencer Peters, who literally doesn't run at all. Like is just a liability. So I, I don't doubt that Tanner Morgan has more value as a runner than uh, Peters as a passer. I, I don't think it's probably all that much, really. Uh, and I guess to see if you know uh, preseason All American Mo Ibrahim, if he's coming off of a big injury, what how he looks? Does he look and if the offensive line better? can block? Yeah. You know. Uh, we'll see. I mean, that to me, I, yeah, I don't, I don't worry about Mo Ibrahim as much as I would worry about the the lines. But um, I mean, fifty nine percent is his completion percentage last year. It's two percentage points better than Spencer Peters, and in a much better offense, they can at least do one thing well. Um, again, very very comparable numbers overall in the aggregate compared to Spencer Peters, but he can run. So I guess yeah, that that's probably enough to make him better. At least run somewhat. All right, so we'll, we'll save se- season predictions till the end. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah, let's do a temperature check because uh, all right, well, what's, the, not... what's the Iowa temperature? Cool, baby, ice cold. Because I'm excited. This is going to be the defense is going to be every bit as good as it was last year. Top ten, top five unit. They're going to be incredible. I'm so excited about the defense, but all that excitement about the defense is tempered with anxiety and concern about the offense. Uh, Brian Ferentz is still the offensive coordinator. He also took on the role of quarterback coach because he knows quarterback plays so he, he well. He needed more responsibility. That's When you look at the offense, you're like, let's give this guy more jobs. 
yeah, the, the hype train for Spencer Peters has been pretty high, and I, I, it's probably true that he's doing incredible in practice. That's fine. I'm sure he's just lights out, amazing, otherworldly well, in practice. We got, got to the bottom of the injury controversy, so we we know that he was hurt last year. He was actually hurt. That's why he wasn't playing Baron well. said Petrus is the starter. It's set in stone, and unless he gets hurt again or is just utterly abysmal, he's going to be the starter for all of 2022. Uh, it's the Spencer Petrus experience for, for us in Iowa City. Uh, I, I have no reason to think, you know, everyone who spoke to, you know, uh, John Steppy from the Gazette, I mean, he did nothing to give me more confident. Iowa might be marginally better as a running team because they were just so bad last year. I mean, let's, I'm going to pull up. Yeah, but you Iowa's lost year. Tyler Goodson, though. I mean, you're running back. I know you don't care. You think just doesn't matter who's back there in the backfield, but the running backs do matter, I think. And you lost one of the most talented running backs Iowa's had in a long time. I, I, sure, he's a big play threat, but Iowa doesn't know how to use dynamic playmakers on their offense. So the, the, I don't think Iowa utilized his skill set effectively at all. I don't think they got the most out of him as they could have. They you know, tried to cheat him as like a, a hammer, and he's way more exciting than that. Um, you know, he, he needs to be in space to really utilize his skill set. Um, and the blocking was really terrible. I mean, he got a bunch of tackles for loss, which... Some you know, opinions vary on how much that was Goodson's fault versus just the bad offensive line, but uh, it's at least a good chunk of the offensive line being terrible. I just mean, saw we, that you know, he was just cut by the Packers, Tyler Goodson. Yeah, they want him on the practice squad, but he might not make it through waivers. I saw that as well. Um, he's really explosive, really exciting. He had one really good highlight in the preseason for the Packers where he spun around a guy to get into the end zone. Looks good. But like Iowa, 3.4 yards a carry last year running the ball. That's 11th in the Big Ten. Compare that to... Your Gophers, your Gophers were 4.3 yards. That's a massive difference. The Gophers were third in the Big Ten running football. Uh, Iowa might be 3.6. So I'd be pretty ecstatic if Iowa could even hit four yards a carry. That would make a massive difference. But there's no reason to think Iowa's passing game is going to be any better than last year. Their wide receiver depth is absolutely razor thin. They've got three stars, one of them who's out. Nico Regani's not playing this Saturday. Uh, Keegan Johnson still got some lingering issues. Um, so they have very, very little depths. I don't think I was going to get any better passing the ball. I don't think we're going to be more creative on getting the ball in space. I think we're going to just see the same infuriatingly one of the worst offenses in all of college football. It's like one of the best defenses with one of the worst offenses. And I was very lucky last year in a lot of close games. I mean, they got a lot of turnovers and it's possible to get a bunch of turnovers again. I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm not counting on that. I said I just think maybe the running game gets a little bit better, passing game doesn't get any better, and Iowa's schedule gets a lot worse. So Petrus uh-huh. throws 10 TDs with nine picks for about 150 yards a game. Do you think that's um, incrementally better this year? Wait, like you're saying that's let's assume he does that. Those were his stats last year. In yeah, I mean that's not going to cut it. He he's got to get his completion percentage north of 60 percent. Um, 57 is just terrible. They need to find a way to get more positive completions. Um, and they need to find a way to catch I mean, There were games them. where he threw it like less than 10 times, right? Or around 10 passes in a single game. Like that's, that's insane. That's an insane way to run an offense. Uh, no, I don't think that's true. Um, it, well, here, let's just look it up. Let's look at exactly how many times he passed the ball. And this won't even include like sacks. 288 times. Divide 288 by 14. Well, uh, yeah, so you're doing like a per game. I was just saying there were games where he only threw it 
He threw a dozen times, maybe. But those might, uh, yeah. Right? Some of those were games where, yeah, I would dominated, um, and then they just played it safe because he was such a liability to pass, and they couldn't do anything offensively. So that's probably true in the like Iowa State game where Iowa State had like four turnovers, and I was just able to sit on their like seventeen point lead, uh, you know. So it, it, that happened, but. Uh, I don't know that that was by design. It just, oh, we're, we're way ahead. We're going to just squat on our lead, which Iowa did a bunch of times. They didn't try to score a touchdown at the end of the game against Minnesota. They literally had a chance to to put the game away if they scored a touchdown. So they literally just sat on it, kicked the field goal, and held on for dear life, which is the you know Kirk Ferentz special. Um, no, his completion percentage has got to be north of 60. Um, he Ideally, he has a 2-to-1 touchdown you know interception ratio, so even if he's not going to throw... Or touchdowns, he cuts the interceptions down to like five, or better yet, you know, gets 15 inter- touchdowns and seven interceptions. They really have to find a way to do deep shots. They just didn't ever punish teams downfield. It was very, very rare. They didn't, they just couldn't do it off very often because the running game was so undaunting, I guess. I don't know, not scary. And the offensive line couldn't block, and they just they didn't attack downfield. Uh, it's, uh, that was very frustrating. Uh, so they couldn't ever get some cheap ones in there. So I don't know. I mean, talked about the Gopher schedule being among the easiest. I was one of the most difficult. Um, way way harder than the schedule last year. And they've got Michigan and Ohio State, and you know, there's teams in the Big Ten West that Iowa simply just can't get over the hurdle on. Minnesota's not been one of them, but you know, PJ Flex Day will come. So I, I'm, I mean, I was going to go to a bowl game. I, I'm not that down on it, but I just think it's really unlikely they compete for the Big Ten West just because there's too many. Too many tough games on the schedule and relying on eight turnovers a game or, you know, ridiculous stuff is, seems really unlikely. Uh, Iowa was 4-1 and one in games decided by one you know, touchdown or less last year. The only loss was the bowl game. You change one of those, Iowa's 9-3 and three and didn't make, you know, isn't going to go to the Big Ten West title, and I just don't think you're going to count year-to-year on those one-score games being like that. So, yeah, I'm a little pessimistic. You know, I, I, I would take the under on the 7.5, the over-under for the year. We'll get to the specifics in a little bit. As the Gophers were seven and a half too. I'm I'm, I'm going to take the over on that for sure. Sure, I would probably take the over. Um, eight wins seems very feasible. But anyway, should we should we get into it? Should we get into the actual specific predictions here? Let's do it. All right. So you're taking the over. We're just going to segue into that. Yeah. Gopher so for schedule. for the Gophers schedule, uh, I think there's basically two two big. Uh, matchup or two big uh, streaks that they need to at least split. If so, they play Penn State, Michigan State earlier in the season. Michigan State's kind of their first big test, and then you know the Iowa Wisconsin um, kind of closing out the season. I think if they split one of those, you have to split both of those series. If they split Penn State, Michigan State, and they split Iowa Wisconsin, I think they have a really good shot of going ten and two. Um, I think there's a scenario where they beat Iowa and Wisconsin, and then you're talking an 11-win team at that point, and I wouldn't predict that, but I think it's Jeez. there's a possibility. Uh, I, I really, if I'm if I'm predicting the Iowa game, I think the Gophers win that right now. I think Floyd of Rosedale is going to stay in Minneapolis. Um, that's just to start the season. I, like I said, I think the Purdue game's tricky. They also play Illinois, who they lost to last year. That could be a tricky game. And they just can't have those, like, Bowling Green losses that just pop up out of nowhere. 
and they lose a the game they shouldn't. If they win all the games they should, and they, like I said, split Penn State, Michigan State, maybe beat Iowa, maybe lose to Wisconsin, you know, kind of split that series, I think they go 10-2. and two. That that would be my prediction, would be 10-2. So and let's two. talk about that, that should win. So how many games on the schedule do you think the Gophers will be underdogs from a betting standpoint? Michigan State for sure. Okay, so at uh, Michigan State, at Penn depend- State? Uh, they're at Penn State. That probably they'll be underdogs in that game. Well, slight underdogs, yeah. Probably unless, not massive, Penn, but... like Penn State, they play Purdue this weekend, right? I think Penn State and Purdue. That'll be a big game to see where oh, both yeah, no, of those I mean, teams are. Oh yeah, exciting games coming up. Sure. Um, and you know, Penn State's got a. Tri- I mean, they play Ohio State. They play Michigan. Like they have a tough schedule. Obviously, sure, well, they're in, in, in the, the Big East, Ten East, so right. yes, they they yeah they they so, don't get you know, to may, avoid the. It may, the we'll see where they're at. Um. So they, the Gophers maybe I would I would guess Penn State's probably favored. Um, uh, sure, I would say it's going to be very close. But if but they go into three, that game, if they go behinds. into Penn State with one loss, um, you know, loss to to Michigan State, say they say they beat Penn State, then I, I don't think they'll be underdogs the rest of the way out. Unless you think they'll be, you think the Gophers will be favored in Madison. Well, unless Wisconsin equally has a you know un- unbeaten or one loss record at that point. Oh, maybe I don't know. I, like I, I don't said, think Gra- Graham Mertz is Graham Mertz is bad. He's a so bad. I, I quarterback. think Tanner Morgan's also bad. I, it's funny though, Tanner Morgan. I, he's not. I mean, more he's had he's had a good season. Neither of Graham Mertz or Petrus have had that. Uh, if, if that's what you're hanging out on, that's fine. And I could be wrong if he if he lights it up. Yeah, Graham. I. I I'll concede that Tanner Morgan is the least terrible of those three, but I, I, you know I, I don't I don't look at Tanner Morgan and think man this guy who had one great season three well, years ago he, now he was trash last year he was not good and he, was he good in 2020 I don't recall no, him having but that's, much it was a, a weird that's a weird season with COVID and you know they weren't even going to play the season it, that was a weird year that's hard to to really look at. And they only played like seven games or something like that. Yeah, seven. They were three and four. Yeah. But um, no, I don't. He wasn't good in 2020 either. No. So it's point we got two years where he wasn't good and one years where he was incredible. Uh, I, I keep saying that the circumstances of 2019 aren't going to replicate himself. You, you think they might, or at least something close to it. That's fine. Obviously, if he's anywhere close to playing at that 2019 level, yeah, the Gophers should win the Big Ten West. Uh, the, there's just little doubt there uh, about it. Um, so that's interesting. But I, I'm just thinking of times. So I think there's probably three times where the Gophers uh, won't technically be favorites. I, I, all of these will be close. Like, I don't think Michigan State will be a 10-point favorite or anything like that. I think we're talking, like, you know, four points, five points maybe, maybe less. Um, same thing with Penn State, same thing with Wisconsin. But I bet those are the three that the Gophers aren't technically favored. But on the flip side is I don't think there's going to be many where Gophers are a massive favorite either. I don't think the Gophers are going to be more than a three or four point favorite over Purdue. Um, you know, three, four, five point favorite over Illinois. Uh, three, four, five, maybe six, seven, maybe seven. Rutgers. Over Rutgers. Maybe yeah. seven points over Rutgers. They'll be a big favorite. I, I would guess we'll see what happens with Northwestern, but I, I bet it's less for Northwestern. I bet Northwestern's probably like six points, five points in there in Nebraska, Minnesota. You know, should be favored. Nebraska's a public team, so they get a lot of a lot of boost from that. But none of these are going to be massive favorites. None of these are really like, man, 
the Gophers should absolutely dominate some of these games. I just think they're going to be close. Uh, it's going to come down to eking out these close games in a in a game where I, I just think the Big Ten West is full of all these good but not great teams. I just don't think there's anybody that's going to be overwhelmingly great. All these other, all these teams seem to have a glaring flaw or two. Purdue has the best quarterback, so that's probably why you, you pick them. Maybe people thought Nebraska had all this talent, but Nebraska is coached by Scott Frost, and they're terrible. Um, we'll see. Northwestern, it's an even year. Northwestern seems to do much better in even years. Who knows? But I just think it's going to come down to a lot of really close games. I mean, 10-2 and two certainly is in the table, but I also think 8-4 and four is. Because I see this, and I think, yeah, I'd, I'd like the over for the Gophers for sure. Uh, but I think, you know, I see eight wins, maybe nine. You know, yeah, I mean, they could lose probably. to Penn State, Michigan State, Iowa, and Wisconsin and still end up with eight wins. And Well, right. Sure. And, I, you know, and they could beat one of those and lose to some of the other teams that they play. Right. Um, but that, that, they just can't have that sort of season where they lose to teams. And, that, you know, that credit to Iowa. That's one thing they've rarely done is had those losses where you're just like, well, that shouldn't happen. I mean, they should not lose. I mean, was it North Dakota was one team that beat them a handful of years in 20, back? In, in 2016. Yeah. yeah. That was one of those last times I can remember where it was like, wow, I can't believe Iowa lost that game. Yeah, and it might have been Carson Wentz is the quarterback. I don't remember. Sure, yeah. It was Carson Wentz. So it was like, oh, yeah, they have an NFL quarterback. Um, it happens. But, yeah, I mean, it, we'll see. But, yeah, I don't, I don't worry about the Gophers on conference late. I mean, the Gophers, should easily, they absolutely should be 3-0 and going into the Michigan State game. And then the first real challenge is going into East Lansing and seeing. Yeah, and if, if the Gophers go in and, and beat Michigan State, I get ready for the hype train to just go full steam. It's just going to be doo-doo. Cruising, cruising down the railroad. Factory. So okay. all right, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm calling eight and four. I mean, are you calling ten and two? Are you going? Are you gonna go on the record at ten? I'm and going two? ten and two. That's my <laughs> prediction. Ten wins. Okay. Wow. All right. Ten wins and win the Big Ten West. Okay. So I, with Iowa, I think Iowa probably has a slightly better team than a year ago, but it's the opposite uh, schedule problem. So if we do the same exercise where Iowa, the biggest underdog, right now Iowa is like a 21-point underdog to Ohio State. They play in Columbus. That's going to be an out-and-out shock if Iowa wins. I mean, I fully expect it to be a, a blowout, and it'll be a surprise if Iowa even keeps it close. I just don't think that's likely to happen. Iowa hasn't won Columbus since before the program came out, since 1991. So it, it's been a long time. Iowa's very unlikely to win that. They're just going to be massive underdogs against a super talented team. Likewise, Iowa's going to be underdogs against Michigan, uh, closer than the games in Kinnick, so maybe, but Iowa's not going to be favored in that one. Uh, well, we just Wisconsin, saw, we recently saw Michigan kind of kick the crap out of Iowa at the Big Ten title game, so. Well, that's fine. The game will be closer than that. I'm not worried about it being 42-3. to three. Uh, The game being in Kinnick alone means it'll be closer than that, and Michigan lost some players. I mean, they don't have Aiden Hutchinson anymore, um, so I don't know if their defense will be quite as amazing, but They'll be favored. They're, ta- they're more talented. They're better than Iowa. Yeah, so they'll come in six-point favorites or something like that. Uh, you know, uh, Likewise, Wisconsin is going to be favored, even though the game's in Iowa City. And, and Wisconsin's a team that Iowa, they beat in the weird COVID year in 2020, and then they got really lucky against Wisconsin in 2015, but otherwise they've not been able to beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin has owned this rivalry uh, for a very long time, basically since 2010. It's really aggravating. So you know, I believe Iowa can beat Wisconsin when I see it uh, at this point. So, I mean, these are three games I'm, I'm basically expecting to be losses. 
the other team is Purdue. I was going to go to you know West Lafayette. Purdue will be favored, and Iowa's four and one or one and four. Purdue is four and one against Iowa since Jeff Bronson, head coach. Iowa just can't figure out Purdue in any meaningful way. They just can't slow down Purdue, can't score enough points, can't win the shootout, can't keep it from being a shootout. Uh, just brutal. So uh, these are four games that I, I I will be pleasantly surprised, but I'll be surprised if Iowa wins. Those are four that I, I just you're calling think, a loss I, at Purdue. I think that yeah, oh yeah. I mean, again, against Purdue, Iowa's won twenty percent of the time. I mean, it's cool. I'd love for them to win. They don't have David Bell, which is huge. They don't have uh, George Karloftis, which <clears throat> you know is a blow to their defense because George Karloftis was just incredible. But I believe Iowa can be Purdue when I see it. I mean, those are. I think Purdue will be a slight favorite. I don't think Purdue will be like a massive favorite, but I, I would bet three, four, five points for Purdue in that game, and I'll just believe it happens when I see it. Now, those are four losses right there. Those are four games. I think Iowa's. There, there's a ton of possibilities, but I think Iowa's fairly likely to lose all four of those games. You know, and maybe they can win one of those, but those are ones based on history. Of, of those four games, the one I was most likely to win based on recent history is Michigan. Iowa beat Michigan and Iowa City in a night game in like 2016. And that Michigan team was more talented than Iowa, but they turned it into a slugfest and were able to win. And of all those four, I think, you know, is that pre Harbaugh 2016? No, that, that was Harbaugh. Michigan was like number two in the country at the time. And they came in and Iowa won like 14 to 13. I mean, it was just a typical Iowa game. They uglied it up and won. Uh, so the, of all those four games, I, I guess I'm probably most confident in Michigan just because Iowa can use can ignite magic to win um, or keep it close. And, Michigan you know, that beat Ohio State last year. Sure. Sure. Okay. I, I, was, I was had success against Michigan, even under Harbaugh. Uh, of the powerhouses in the East, Michigan's the one that I was had the most success of. I know we're going to have a recency bias and focus on 42-3, to three, the Big Ten Championship game, but uh, I mean, I'm not predicting a victory, really. But if it's a night game of those four, I think that's the one I was most likely to win. But even then, Things are four loss. And so even if Iowa wins out, that's eight and four. And I'm just not confident Iowa wins out. Um, you know, Iowa, Iowa State's going to be ugly and close. Uh, Northwestern keeps beating Iowa in Iowa City. Uh, and Minnesota, I mean, Iowa's managed to hold the fort down for a long time. But they've had two games in the last three years where Iowa got outgained by over 100 yards against the Gophers. And but for uh, one or two plays, Iowa ekes out the victory. And just kept the streak alive. Um, I, I think that game's going to be close. Like I, I'll be shocked if Minnesota blows Iowa out. And unless there's a bunch of turnovers, I, I don't think it'll happen. But I also don't think Iowa's going to blow them. It's just going to be a really ugly close game. And a lot of these are going to be ugly close games. Um, but I'm just not counting on Iowa winning 80% of the time when they're in close games. I mean, what, you know, if they're down a t- if they're down four points and they have to drive with a minute and a half left to go, I have no confidence that Iowa's going to pull it out. So that's where I'm at. I, th- I think they end up slipping up on one of those other teams, and they go seven and five. So you know, make a bowl game. They have a better team, but the outcome's worse. Is is there a possibility that they lose their last six games? Not really. No. Ohio State, Northwestern, Purdue, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Nebraska. You don't think that's no? I don't possible? think so. Well, it's technically possible. Um, I, you know, I guess mathematically, it's not a zero percent chance, but. You, you just unlikely. gave reasons why they sh- could lose all those games except for Nebraska. That was the one game you didn't. You seem very I, I, confident that that's not going to be a loss. But 
Uh, you, you gave reasons why they could lose to Ohio State, Northwestern, Purdue, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Right, but I don't think their luck's going to be so miserable that they're going to like lose every close game either. The flip side of going four and one close games isn't that they're going to go, you know, zero oh and four in every close game either. Um, so I don't think it's particularly likely. If, if Iowa has lost, <clears throat> let's say they lose to Michigan and they lose to Ohio State, Northwestern, Purdue, there's going to be so many angry people, uh, and I think they're going to be pumped and and try to play spoiler against Wisconsin, Minnesota, at that point that they're going to at least win one of those two games, if not both. 10 West title hopes will be shot, but they're going to try to spoil somebody else's season. And Nebraska, it, it, they're just so poorly coached. I was 4-0 against Nebraska. Is Frost even the coach by then? He might not be. Nebraska, here's the thing. Under Frost, Nebraska is, I think, 5-30 and in one-score games. I already saw an article that he's you know really on the hot seat after that Ireland oh, he loss. Is. So. He had to restructure to keep his job, uh, and the buyout gets reduced starting October. So Depending on how things go, yeah, he could be fired by then. He's a bad coach, and I do think based on I mean, sample size of one, but their their line play is really bad. I you know I just think I was going to be able to shut down their running game and pressure the quarterback a bunch. <clears throat> and even though I don't know that they're going to be able to run, if Iowa's offensive line improves, there's some hay to be made offensively running the football. So I actually we'll had I had a, a rosier prediction than you did. I I said eight and four, but sure. I'm, I, I That's really think cards, possibly. I really think there's. I mean, like that. What you just what you just described in terms of coming into that Wisconsin game. I think that's really possible, where they have already have four law five losses by then. But no, that, that's fine. If they have five losses, I think they're going to be they're going to go on a tear to try to finish strong. I don't know. I'd be really shocked if they lose. Petrus gets straight. benched by then. Does, isn't does Brian Ferentz have any kind of? You know, hot seat for him if if this happens. No, there's no. This is the problem: is there there's no degree of performance that can be bad enough to get Brian Ferentz fired. That's one of the most annoying things. I mean, Ferentz has really never fired a coach ever. He's had two defensive coordinators and three offensive coordinators in his entire whatever it is, like 23 years as a head coach. He just like doesn't fire people. Well, I guess for my for my purposes, what. November 19th, Iowa-Minnesota. You didn't say how you think that game's shaken out. Do you have a prediction on that? It's one Iowa could lose, but I'll, I'll predict Iowa keeps keeps Floyd. Okay. I mean, especially if their season's going bad. They're going to desperately need a, a win. And Do we need to angry. make a, a season bet on that? Do we need to make a season bet on the the records at the end of the year? Gophers? You mean, like, I've already said I think the Gophers will finish with a better record than okay. Iowa, so you want me to, like, well, change my mind and, no. and say that? Okay. Don't don't want you to do that. How about the okay. Iowa Minnesota game? You, you just predicted Iowa wins that. Should I'll predict a win. Sure. Sure. Let's have bet. some fun. We'll have a preseason. The streak continues. Sure. What's the bet? What, what's the what are the stakes? We'll think about it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll think about the stakes. But no, I, I. It's the schedule. I mean, flip the schedule, and you know, I I would think eight and four would be the floor if Iowa had Minnesota's schedule. I think eight and four was the the floor. Um, I think nine and three would probably be more likely. In fact, with the the Gopher schedule, um, you know. So you about, think the, you think Minnesota and Iowa finished with the same record? No, I, I th- well, I think I think again, I think I think the Gophers finish eight and four. Oh, so you had Gophers eight and four, Iowa seven and five. Yes, I'm saying yes. I think the Gophers will have a better right. record. Is what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. And I think the Gophers have a pretty solid chance of going nine and three. I'll be shocked if they're ten and two because I think they're going to be a bunch of these close. So games I have them and, at ten and two. I have Iowa eight and four. I have Minnesota beating Iowa in that game. 
Sure. Just, of so, you do. just so we're clear. That's fine. I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't expect anything else. You, you, you know, you're not worried about the line. So we'll see. Um, but so let's, let's jump, jump to South Dakota. So that's this weekend. That's Saturday, South Dakota state. Um, any, any, I didn't see a line on that. Do they we don't have... usually, most people don't give you lines for the one double okay. a teams. Okay. Um, I think I saw somewhere like 14 points. Somebody did a line, but usually the, like Vegas doesn't do lines did, for the Did South Dakota FBS State FBS. win their their the FBS championship last year? No, they so had a good record you, though, right? Yeah, so the best team in FCS is still North Dakota State. They're the alpha dog, but the beta dog number two is South Dakota State. North Dakota State won the championship last year. They only lost one game, which was to South Dakota State. South Dakota State. It gets really confusing because they there was technically like two seasons in 2021, so what like the Missouri Valley did or whatever the, the FCS did. They didn't do a fall 2020 season. They did a spring 2021 season, which was the fall 2020 season. And then they also did a fall 2021 season. So they had two seasons last year. They made the first, the with spring the same 2021. Teams? Did they play with the same? No, teams? it was like a year past people okay. graduated in spring and then, okay. you know, and then they, you know, then it was the next year of eligibility. Yeah. They made the they made the championship in the spring season, and I think they lost in the playoffs. They have a really good quarterback who was injured in the spring twenty twenty one season, um, and they've got a coach who's been coaching even longer than Kirk Ferentz, so they're really sound defensively. I just don't think. I yeah, I think the, it's the Jackrabbits, right? I think they beat. Did they beat the Gophers? No, no. You're thinking of the. See, Mark. this is where it's this is the, the race within margins. So that magical twenty nineteen season. Uh, I think they missed out on a two-point conversion to tie the game at the end. That's right. Uh, Minnesota eked out a game against them in that 2019 season. And the Gophers were a lot better team then, but it's still like margins are very, very thin in college football. There's just not too many teams where you have this massive talent gap. Um, so I, I think I was going to win, but I think it's going to be uncomfortably close. I mean, I, you know, I, I think maybe 10 points. You know, when we're just like, man, I was just not pulling yeah. away, and it's frustrating. 28-21, the Gophers beat them back in 2019. Oh, it was a touchdown. Okay, by yeah. a late touchdown. I think it yeah. came down to a play towards the end. Um, yeah. But it was very, very close. Um, so, no, they're very, very good. I Definitely not a team. Like, South Dakota State is definitely better than New Mexico State. I mean, Jerry kills New Mexico State whatevers are terrible. They're going to, you know, South Dakota State would be favored in New Mexico State to beat them. I mean, they're just, they're a better team. Uh, and that's not even really a hot take. I think that's just true. Uh, I would be if if Iowa was playing New Mexico State, I would be much less worried about the game. So you know, and Iowa's got Iowa State, which is going to be a slugfest, and uh, Nevada is probably the game I'm least worried about. That's the worst team on Iowa's schedule. So we'll see. But you know, I think South Dakota State's going to be close, man. I don't I don't think it's going to be a, a it's not going to give us confidence. We're going to see the offense sputter, and we're just going to be like, oh, here we go again, same old same old routine coming back here. Um. So we'll see. So you've got eight. And, I've got eight and four for the Gophers. You've got ten and two. You've got eight and four for Iowa. I've got seven and five. Um, I mean, so is Tanner Morgan quarterback of the year? Heisman. Heisman. Yeah, he's gonna win the Heisman. Okay, well, that's a, that's a hot take. <laughs> Joe Kane. He's going in like Joe Kane from the program. I'm gonna win the Heisman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. No, I don't want to. I don't want to make a joke about alcohol, alcoholism. I'm sure Tanner Morgan does not have a problem with alcohol. Um, maybe you just need some time off to get rid of the stress. Um, yeah, well, sh- huge shouts to Go Iowa Awesome. Go check the website out. Thanks for listening. We'll, we'll be 
posting our episodes, we think, Wednesdays. Is that correct? So yes. Yeah. Yep. Look for yeah, Wednesdays. Every Wednesday you should get a new episode. Follow the Pod of Rosedale on Spotify, Apple Pod Podcasts, okay. Podbeam, uh, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts, follow us. And also listen to our other podcast, the uh, Pod of Dreams, where we cover movies and, and chat about that. So keep listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, no hawks, baby.